you are listening to the empowering indian expats podcast if you are an indian living abroad feeling stuck in an average 9 to 5 or a job or business that's not helping you reach your full potential this is the podcast to tune in where you will find your role models and learn from their dream struggle victory stories this is your host ehsan ali a long time it professional living in sydney australia who has made it his mission to find and unpack these stories strategies and life lessons of successful and inspiring indian experts to help you and i reach our full potential today's guest is on a mission to revolutionize health industry by combining her background in precision medicine and her passion for technology she has accomplished a lot in her career and life she is an author a tedx speaker she is ranked among top 100 pharma voice but it wasn't always like this uh, she had a bumpy start in fact she had an episode of suicidal attempt while pursuing her doctorate i'm curious how someone who went so low that uh, she wanted to end her life has transformed herself to becoming a successful professional and a global influencer so without further ado let's talk to dr kamala and get to know her story directly from her Dr. Kamala, how are you? Oh, wonderful and beautiful, Ehsan. How are you doing from all um, the way from Australia? Well, I'm yes, here all the way from uh, Philadelphia. What what time is it there? Oh, let me look at my watch. Whenever I um oh eight forty. Eight forty. So we are eleven forty p.m. Here. Yeah. Eight thirty four to be more clear, to be more yeah. precise. Yeah. In in the yeah. morning. Yes. So your morning, morning has just started and we are finishing our day. Uh, first of all I really really appreciate uh, taking time out to come on my show and uh, this is the show where I bring in stories of Indian expats uh, living uh, anywhere outside India who's either done uh, transition from corporate to entrepreneurship or have done uniquely differently very well in their career itself. So when I look at your profile I see you beyond that you have done good in your uh, corporate career you have uh, you've been running your company uh, you're author you're a tedx speaker starting into the area of research you are an ai evangelist so i'm quite intrigued with how you have done all these things especially when you didn't start it like that and you also have disease that uh, you are carrying throughout life and uh, you went through emotional challenges in your early days i'm really really intrigued intrigued to understand how you transformed from how you started where you went down to even suicidal tendency and then uh, what was the trigger and then how have you been able to do all all of those things so i just wanted to know all of those things dr kamala and that's the reason i wanted to bring you on this conversation oh that's amazing no thank you first of all it's very generous of you to you know take time to have this a uh, conversation because every conversation we have has this magical and unique purpose that many of us don't realize that so True. you know where do you want me to start i'll be happy to so i want because, you to yes. know who that doctor not the doctor kamala the kamala who went through emotional challenges and thought of ending her life i want to know that kamala first and then uh, i'll go from there Oh great I'm sure stay tuned for series B because this time is not going to be enough for us okay <laughs> very short I don't want a lot of pain short, I want maybe I'll try my best you tell me about that Kamala sure absolutely so I'm a south indian girl I think given the fact that most of the audience are from the indian origin it's an amazing as well first of all feeling to share 
within the community which is ubiquitous we are everywhere <laughs> which is amazing <laughs> so, yes absolutely so i'm originally from born in nellore and andhra pradesh which is now the non hyderabad state or non telangana state for me both are one born in a very huge family my dad's brothers all of them together five of them and their families and grandparents 18 years 21 of us grew up in the same house Wow. Fabulous stellar childhood. Really fabulous childhood. And house size of less than 2,200 square feet. And no complaints. I know, right? But in that stage, Kamala is going through her schooling. And in schooling, being a Southeast Asian girl, and many of you would connect with it, is like, I'm actually, I always battle with overweight since my childhood. Mm. So, really tall really hefty and i think i should have been a either a bodybuilder or some sort of a you know sort of a <laughs> olympian mm-hmm. if i was not now today's india is different but at that time it was all in it then i was born with um, myopic issues meaning by the age of 4 which today now they look at a kid and they look for okay how are the organs functioning how are the vitals functioning all of that so it took it took a lot of time for them to detect that indeed i was born with eye disease problem very mm-hmm. high myopia age of 4 it was minus 5 so basically I'm, i am near sighted i can only see things nearby so i cannot see things far away and by the age of 11 which is preteens very important age for any of us as humans because we are entering that sort of a amazing but muddled up phase am i an adult mm-hmm. or an american preteens absolutely mm-hmm. Right. Minus 14 must was my eyesight. Mm. Minus 14 and then given the pressure with our educational goals, right? Culturally, we all can connect with that, right? You know, yeah. it's a lot of good pressure. There is a lot of good, it's a good goal, but it's not an easy goal. And then how you present yourself and we are in a society which really makes me sometimes daunting and sometimes being being born in the tropical climate we we fight about how we look the color mm. right? right you know so Absolutely. you know we argue not fight i'm like and we we judge people and i'm like that that didn't sink well with me and i'm like because i am passionate about biology given the history of my family of saying how we were really leveraging leveraging cutting edge innovation which i know that word today in my mm. 30s at the mm-hmm. time i'm like it's magic it's magic that we are saving lives but mm-hmm. then here i am battling through my schooling the bullying mm-hmm. good bullying it's so good experiences now when i'm when i build that perception but at that time it was not right why are people commenting me about my weight and how i look you mm-hmm. know right you know and my eye glasses today's technology is amazing even though it's minus 14 but it was soda glass i was bullied but still i try my best i'm like okay i would i would fall i would raise then i would fall again right there were so many battles wherein with my weight issues the way how i look so being a tall girl i was literally literally called as sidelined by other girls because many of the girls are petite and is you know, a sort of short and petite they're like oh you look like a boy mm. it's at that stage it's taught that right so the physical aspect have always been a challenge that i battled with how people would judge you right mm. the physical mm. aspect Mm. it has took a toll on me throughout my teenage and then that that's when i'm like what i need to study better right but then my challenge was with my eyesight by 9 i was sleep i was completely drained out 
otherwise. Mm-hmm. So, and you can imagine, I'm sure many of you will put yourselves into these shoes. How many of us are going through this literally traumatic experiences, literally overwhelming our day-to-day with, oh, mm-hmm. we need to study, we need to prepare for MSET, IIT, GMAT, GRE, TOEFL, and then now tennis, dancing, coding. Mm. (laughs) So where I'm going with this is, it's a lot of pressure we try to build and it takes a toll on the blooming phase that a human is in, right? We are just Mm. blooming. It's our first two decades of our life, which needs to go in a very relaxing phase. And at that time, in that context, I think I was overwhelming myself. Despite all the wonderful things, I was a unanimously selected school people leader from sixth grade to 10th grade. I was nominated by my principal. You are the leader. You are the leader. You are going to be an unanimously selected leader. No one is going to even compete with you. And being a middle schooler, I used to boss her at the high school. Imagine. (laughs) Imagine. And so... Absolutely. That's why I said these diverse experiences or which are like, okay, like my book in my book, I wrote, right? These Mm. colors or those diverse experiences, like holy colors, some colors we like, some colors we actually tend to connect with, some colors we don't, right? Mm. So, but all of these experiences together makes the rainbow of our life, right? So, uh, so when I came to United States, so I pursued veterinary medicine and I made it into the veterinary school because as you, many of you might connect with this as well, is the top thousand only get into medical schools. And I was uh, the, the top 500 and I was like between that 500 and 1000 where I got an opportunity to choose as a dental or veterinary school. So I went with veterinary, why? Because I think now I could put the pieces of the puzzle together that the universe gives us experiences, these diverse experiences. To If you really catch that, it is meant for you to pick one of those experiences as a guiding light. So why did my family went into uh, veterinary business, diversified into veterinary business from human? In addition to human, mm-hmm. then I'm like, I unknowingly, I'm like, oh, you know what? Veterinary medicine has locked my door. I will go ahead with that. Medicine mm-hmm. is medicine, but we are saving lives for humans and animals. So let me just explore. So I just went with that uh, good belief based on what I saw in my real life as one of those unique experiences, which I'm able to put now. At the time, I was like, you know what? I see them doing it. Why not do that as a as a child, right? Or as a teen. And I did that. And then I, I learned, okay, clinics is not my, my cup of tea. I was panicking. I was panicking for a girl of this. India that time, right? You do, did the veterinary medicine six years. Yes, absolutely. But one instance in veterinary medicine really, really ticked me off was, it was, to be very candid, my unintentional mistake. Since I, I never left the house and culturally, girls are not, kids are not sent to the house and especially girls are not. So I had to put up a huge, huge debate with my whole family, which is five fathers and five mothers. It's a joint family, right? It's joint decisions, which I have to respect that I am indeed, you know, living in a dorm or a hostel and pursuing all the way 500 miles away from, you know, home, right? Just an example, or a few hundred miles away, which is scary for parents and also for the extended family to think of. But I overcame that. But then, but then uh, I lost one year because of shortage of attendance because I was so nostalgic 
I didn't realize how much I would miss my family and my place that I grew up. I used to go home always. So, and then because of that, that year they held students back. And I was one of the folks that was held back despite being a topper of the class and topper of the university, actually. So imagine at that time when my mind was like, we are surrounded by these sort of expectations. If you're a good student means you cannot compromise to a B. If you are a naughty or a failed student means you lose a year. But I didn't lose a year because of my grade. I lost a year because of my short defendants. Hmm. But my friends, my professors would know. But imagine at that time, I'm sitting down. I am no more a veterinarian with five years of degree, but six years of degree. And on paper, and of the grade sheets, it will show indeed that I lost one year. I didn't have the maturity, but I, I literally was so hard on myself that I should not have done it. But who knew that indeed that was such a grave mistake, going back home, hugging mom, experiencing home now and then, and also obviously you know, missing friends and family, extended family. <clears throat> so that took a huge toll on me actually at the time. As for one year completely, I used to go to college only for one course, that's where I got shortage of attendance in physiology. Mm. It, it took a lot of sort of mental toll on me. But then there is always that other side in me, wherein despite the fact that I had these eye issues, but, but like from childhood, I am always like, you know what? There is this inner voice that I could barely hear sometimes. It's like, oh, it's okay. It's okay is that voice that's always guiding me, telling that it's okay. So I said to myself, okay, I'll accept this. But I was still not fully in that um, phase of maturity and enlightenment to understand what is this teaching to me. But indeed, all of these aspects were like, why is this happening? Is the mode I was still in. And that's when, when I came all the way to United States in whatever subject that I lost one year, I challenged the professor, I will pursue highest degree possible in that subject. And I when did you go through the, the uh, hmm? you know, extreme uh, emotional um, downtime where you said... That, you know, this so is like, the phase. This is the phase. That's where I'm going now. So right. I, I was thinking in India, so it all happened in US, is it? It's in US. Ah, okay. I was somehow waiting to hear that happen in India during oh. this school college time. Okay, now no, okay, no, got, no, got it. Let's no. go forward. Yeah. So I have been always training my mind unknowingly, unconsciously, that, that I always think the first 20 years, we are still like toddlers as humans mm. from a mental growth and spiritual growth perspective, right? Mm, mm, it's like mm. I'm in that toddler phase, understanding why certain things are happening in my life. So mm. out of a big, good challenge, I challenged to my professor, who I deeply thank him, is like, today I thank for that challenge. And I'm like, but at the time I was like, you know what? I need to prove to the world. I need to prove to the world that indeed I'm not a loser, right? Why mm -hmm. six years of a degree? Why I lost one year? So I pursued the highest. I took a direct PhD program. I came here. Amazing experience. And it's not even six months. And it's like first three months was amazing. Jan 2002, I landed all the way here. And my professors, I'm the first student of his class to my professor. And I came here all the way, leaving the whole family, friends, you know, from my childhood to college. But it was around... I think it was around four months after I landed, I started realizing once again how nostalgic I'm becoming. It's too lonely. Hmm. 
didn't have anyone my brother used to study and my cousins and my friends there all i had only like one one friend that i knew that was on the campus but overall i felt i don't belong here mm-hmm. i felt very disconnected because we 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 undermine the value of our circle when you are within a circle we humans become very criticized or or we don't understand the value of it so once again these two experience that's when i went through a whole lot of once again this whole physical battle about how we look mm-hmm. right is a never ending saga that humans have to overcome that okay it's not it took me until i realized until i went through my own battle of suicide a sort of you know attempt wherein until then like in united states and also it took me like oh my god is is life kind of repeating once again why there is so much physical focus why there is so much focus on how you look am mm. i here for study versus am i here to show off what i how i look right mm. so you know mm. getting so, so i was completely lost and i didn't have the support system right mm. support to, to talk to either my parents or my friends or someone that i have built wonderful relationships with for 20 plus years i didn't knew who to talk to because i was feeling like completely disconnected is basically and once again it might seem silly but it's pretty serious for a person who is in that uh, in that situation right it is lonely alone mm. is different from lonely i am alone in my goals in pursuing the highest degree right in so but i was lonely in the fact that how do i really you know kind of adjust to the fact that indeed the world is still the same in when it comes to understanding about physical looks that took a lot of toll on me mm-hmm. so you know and then a day came in wherein i decided after 6 months after landing into i think precisely 7 months a voice a voice that was so powerful that was saying you need to end your life so powerful that you are worth nothing mm-hmm. looks matter for the world nothing else matters and i cannot say that there is this particular reason to be more candid how i was not in a phase of appreciating my achievements mm. coming all the way from united all the way leaving as a human first of all leaving your nest we are social beings leaving your nest and coming all the way itself is the greatest achievement forget yeah. about degrees forget about how beautiful you beautiful you look but as a human it's huge it's huge to take yeah. that task right but i didn't realize that i tried to give up my life at my hand you see all of those so you know so, you so i think you barely see wrist, some poison yes yes so you know it's, uh, it's so like how did you manage that uh, you were in dorm or you were in some home uh, i was in dorm or? i was in dorm called one of my family friends uncles and i'm like if the cops found me dead nobody is responsible for my death it's just me it's me mm. i want to give mm. up my life I think he was the one who called and he's one of my inspirations why I came to United States he works for I don't want to take up names mm. he works for a big pharma company he's now you know retired he does quite a bit of philanthropy to the Indian American community but mm. that was when and then I woke up I think after a day or so on a hospital bed I remember the tubes that are in in my mouth something was hurting deep in my chest because they were putting these tubes and letting the poison come out mm. and i could realize oh man obviously i i woke up and i see my brother next to me obviously completely kind of distorted and hopeless and and i woke up with that feeling what did i do to myself so obviously and 
as for the us protocol when you go through this sort of episodes so like you have to monitor you and i was in the mental health institution for 3 days actually and that's where the awakening happened wherein i pardon me whenever i think about this i have i definitely go through a quite a bit of a emotional sort of an experience within me i now have a lot of gratitude for what i went through um that i am able to communicate this because i'm not trying to show off to the world how i survived this the world is a beautiful place if you dream that it's a beautiful place mm. despite what is happening with you so in that place i remember vividly even for me to go into a shower there will be a female from a female there will be a female mm. that will be accompanying mm. me to over mm. that i loved trust no one could for a good reason once again like this person might end up taking her life or his life so mm. i had no freedom of choice even mm. choosing a soap mm. they were giving me the soap make sure that it doesn't have sharp edges sharp edge okay they yeah. were completely checking on me as if once again it's a good thing good protocol that they have to do but i felt like i was a prisoner mm. i was a prisoner and for me to even take a shower obviously i have to go through the permission that they have to make sure that the tools and gadgets are not right you know once again it's a good protocol that they're doing because they're trying to save life yeah understand totally totally but in that phase i felt like i i remember very vividly when i'm taking a shower i felt like my skin is like a tree bark mm i was completely completely you know dehumanized Mm, mm, right mm. the human in me is like and then i felt like one of those seeds that has, that has buried itself deep into the soil without any path of hope that darkest phase and then i come out of the shower first day was this experience and then we had a shared room people sleeping um obviously on their own bed and i if it was the old kamala she would be talking to many people because i'm a people person since childhood but i was not interested in talking to anyone mm. absolutely not interested to talk mm. um so but i was hearing to some of them were mumbling and jumbling and one person was crying a lot so i went i sat down the kind of stories i heard sexual assault mm. multi gang rapes Mm. no access to care and love no family to live right mm. completely bankrupt the kind of problems that i heard then i'm like that's when deeply inside me there was this voice i'm like you don't have any of those problems that they have your problems seem to be much much sort Smaller. of it's minuscule mm. so right uh, the bigger battles that they are trying to put up with obviously i would not support anyone to get that phase of mm. you know suicide right if you survived means you are actually being given an opportunity to actually sh- share to the world or be a role model to the world about mm. the learnings that you have done mm. so uh, that was the phase wherein and an, i actually wrote in my memoir called chapter devi which i don't think we'll have time to go through much about it but that mm-hmm. one one person that i met 
that who try to interact with me, which I'm still on the hunt for my life to find that person, wherein she gave me this piece of paper and she called me by my uh, first name and second name, Kamala Kalyani. Are you Kamala Kalyani? Nobody called me in the United mm. States. Mm. Who's this person that knows my full name? Then she gave me this piece of paper folded like in origami, remember? We will fold yeah. like with four, four petal sort yeah, of a flower yeah. with a paper. Like she folded it like that. Um, yes, it's like lotus. And then she gave me that and open it, she said. Is this yours? And I'm like, and I don't know origami. I'm always good at drawing things, studying, but not mm. talented like my mother was, honestly. So, and then I'm like, oh, that's my paper because inside it was written, I hate you, Kamala Kalyani. I'm the one who wrote that in that sense. Mm. Mm. But then, and then I think I might have crumpled it and thrown it mm. somewhere on the floor. But she took it and she folded it into a, in a lotus. Into a yeah. lotus. Yeah. So I thought I was worth nothing. Mm. I thought I, uh, I thought like what I am doing as a human or what I am achieving or how I look, what I'm approaching, I'm not. I'm not sort of worthy enough, worthy enough, beautiful enough, valuable enough, right? Whatever, all those feelings. But the moment where, when that piece of crumpled paper, which was all my energy of my life that I put and I put in, I hate you, Kamala Kalyani, and I threw it on the floor, was made into a flower. Mm. And when I opened it, that feeling was like, oh my God, okay, I'm unveiling what indeed is inside that was mm. me inside mm. so that was a life-changing moment for me when that lady really gave me that enlightening moment indeed i'm a beautiful flower even at the time i was not the face to understand indeed i'm a beautiful flower not just any flower kamala a flower of resilience a flower of empowerment a flower of transformation that's why since most of the audience will be from Indian origin, mm. that's the reason why many of the gods and goddesses sit on Kamala. I got it. <laughs> so you're so, still no, in the which mental, I realized today. Hmm? You are still in that mental hospital where you got yes. this incident, the very interesting and life-changing incident for you. What was your next step? Next step of moving out of that mental situation. What did you do beyond that? So say next few days you kind of recovered. You came out. What did you do next? What did you do the first thing you, which was the step towards improvement or going out of those mindset and taking life forward in the right direction? What was the first thing you did? Absolutely. First of all, even I, as I said, if people ask me what was the reason, I can't give a clear reason. That's yeah. one of the biggest problem in today's human uh, sort of understanding of life's experience. Mm -hmm. Connected despite like, we have seen CEOs, we have seen Bollywood actors, Hollywood actors, we have seen yeah. Yeah. very famous people doing that. There is no reason. That's something I want to convey to the people. Yeah. But but it's about the what whatever was there in my life, it was not visible. Right? And I think, uh, uh, correct me if my thinking is wrong. So we all go through emotional challenges and our ability to handle that is we don't know how much ability no, we have. No. All right, no. and anybody yes. can break down. So if somebody doesn't doesn't break, doesn't mean he or she is like supreme. Or if somebody breaks no. down, doesn't mean weak. Or it's just that situation which uh, you know can push you 
uh, in a state where it can make you uh, do those kind of things or take uh, drastic uh, decisions and actions. So personally, I wouldn't judge. I wouldn't judge because uh, I may not have experienced uh, a life like you talked about uh, other people's example, which was, you know, I, I shivered when I heard about uh, the kind of problems others have gone through. And from that perspective, we haven't gone through uh, anything. No. Uh, but your, at that time, your emotional uh, strength was to a level beyond that you broke. And for them, they, were, they had to go through a lot to break. Oh, okay. totally, totally. So it's all individual thing. And I, th I think it's it's nothing to judge. It's We're just human. Everybody is a human and we have our own uh, tolerance level, which we can manage or we cannot manage. So, One uh, of the powerful we're... messages I walked out in that place was, human battles come in various aspects, various forms. And, well, and I accepted that every human has a battle that they're battling with, that they're fighting oh, yes. against. Oh, yes. So I accepted the fact that indeed it is okay to face them. So there is never enough, uh, Dr. Kamala. So all no, right, no. I want to get into the journey from there, from that time. What was the first thing you did, uh, a positive step uh, towards a better life? Again, I had this conversation with my professor. I vividly remember nothing wrong. It's like, I saw a lot of greater potential in you. This was his dialogue in you. That's why I gave you a direct PhD program, which um, uh, which very few students get. Yeah, it. I mean, you got the master's and then only you get PhD. Yeah, without master's. Yeah. And uh, I got a full stipend that no one in the department got uh, less than three months after I came and the highest stipend in the history of the university. At that point. Fantastic. Where so was I know, that? Was it in Philadelphia or somewhere else? Missouri, actually. Missouri, okay. Missouri, yeah. Okay. So, but then one of them, once again, this, I went back, I went into the reality of my life. You know what? Yes, I, I, I'm, I have survived. It means there is a reason. So I didn't know what it was the reason, but I went back when that moment of, when that lady gave me that crumpled piece of paper into a beautiful flower, there was this, this positive feeling. And I'm like, you know what? You know what? All these days I thought I'm that crumpled uh, paper, paper ball, right? Mm. You know, wherein, you know, so that you put in a trash can. No, that's a powerful message. I don't know what it is, but that's a good feeling. Mm. I, really want, I really want to unveil that beautiful sort of, you know, experience within me. So it's completely fine. And then... And I had very tough sort of experiences, which people are, you know, really, I, I'm not going to quote anybody. I'm not going to blame anybody, but they, ha they are, how do I say, valid enough to comment on me that you are, especially my professor, who was like, oh, I didn't expect that you, you would do this. You are not even eligible for a master's, he said. Nothing wrong. Nothing wrong. So been there, once again, a professor life scenario. So I was like, life is giving me a second chance. You know why? Because I lost one year in physiology. And that moment reminded me of that other moment that I went through and how I actually tried to bring positive perspective to it by putting a dream goal that I will pursue the highest degree in physiology. Mm. And then I realized, Actually, I'm in my path. 
I am in my path. I started putting pieces of the puzzle together. That's the message I can give. I started putting the tendency to go down emotionally, or it did come out for a while, once in a while, but you kind of kept pushing through. Let me tell you, even today, it still comes. Okay. No, the reason I asked that question, it's it's not a, a Bollywood movie. It's a real no. life. And... <laughs> no, no, no. The, it still comes back. I'll be very open and very candid. But how I am conquering it day by day by building right goals, or it need not be right, but mm. positive goals. Mm-hmm. That's important, right? Not just based on what I do in my day-to-day job, but who I talk to, also the various quotes, right? There are so many resources, so many personalities in the history of human beings, right? Mm-hmm. That you can keep inspired, keep yourself inspired. So I got one of the quotes that always sort of inspires me is be the change you want to see. Mahatma I got the change. Mm-hmm. Mahatma Gandhi. And I, I actually enabled that, enabled that, in my life, and now I am actually becoming the change you want to see. Definitely. Not just but be how, the change. How about people around you? So after you came back, uh, you got a good feel that professors are considering in the right way. You were already building positive mindset with that incident in the hospital. So um, one good thing uh, in that regard, one most important thing in that regard is communication is very important because when you come out of that space, I think you need to find people that you can actually talk to about your your sort of feelings. True. true. So that's it's the important. question I was asking. So apart from your professors, did you have surrounding of people whom you could share, talk, communicate? Couple of friends in the university, and also obviously talk to my sort of friends in India. Family, family was not yet. Family gets emotionally, you know, completely mm-hmm. distorted, right? So, you know, so I have to be very candid. I couldn't talk about this to my mother and father. Why? Because they were completely distorted. It took me some time, but I must say talking to friends, but also putting good goals to be very candid. I, in that phase, when I came out, I actually put such really dream, dream goals. You know what? That's what I did. I'm like, I completely redesigned my whole research, my Mm. whole research thesis. It's like I sat down with my professor. I want to do this. I want to do that. I because it's fascinating the type of research we or, you know what is happening in the world. And at that time, my whole what research. Was, what was your research, uh, Doctor Mala? Oh, you guys will love this. It's why why men beyond fifty have more cardiovascular related incidences. Interesting. For a common man to know. So I actually asked my professor at the time. I deeply thank him. Help me help me design the one of the best programs. I will put some ideas. And he actually gave me one of the most unique opportunities at the time, grant writing. You had to write a grant, and then you would apply to American Heart Association in my context. And since I am a student, I cannot become a principal investigator, which is the primary sort of you know yeah, grant holder. My professor would be, and then I would become a co-PI. Yeah. It was an amazing experience because I was busy in writing. I preoccupied myself and I, I, I obviously I seek help to my professor, right? I asked him, I really want to occupy myself with positive things, right? Positive goals. And he said, I'm here to help you. 
I will give you this chance for one semester or even two semesters. You show me the proof and you will get unparalleled help from me in whatever you ask. And, and, and I can tell this, it's amazing. And I think the magic started happening from then on. Despite the environment, if you have that mind shift, what is the, why is this happening to me to what is this teaching me? It taught me to focus on positive goals. Despite mm. how much negative things that you're battling, there are mm. always positive things or positive people, positive initiatives that you can focus on despite and anyone can actually you know measure uh, kind of judge you or kind of interpret about what you are becoming, right? Yeah. So I got the highest grant approved, fifty thousand dollar grant in less than mm. six months. Mm less than six months and I cannot say how happy he was. I remember this moment. He gave me a big hug and he said, this is you. Mm. This is you. And I struggled with writing skills, believe it or not, but still, so it's like, and he helped me. And, and uh, there was a moment wherein he accepted saying that your style of writing is unique. You're a storyteller. Mm. He and I had multiple debates, even at that time. I'm like, how you write, how you present. That's another. And it connected me with, with my life experience that was going on. Every experience that you're going through is a part of your story. True. So the story never ends. Agree. The story never ends. So that's yeah. when I started becoming a spiritualist in my life experience. Mm-hmm. It's like, I'm going to experience everything despite the outcome that's going to happen. But... I am going to put my heart and soul. I will do my action, but I will have an inaction as my expectation. Inaction, meaning I don't want to expect anything. Yes, I want to be a good student, but it's not going to be measured by, you know, just grades or anything. But overall, the attitude and the energy that I put in is very important to overcome that crazy inner voice that actually I listen to. But indeed, I'm like, I have such a good voice and a, such a good sort of, you know, perspective. I'm able to, despite the situation that I just came out of, I, uh, that means I need to really do, do things that make me feel better and that makes others also connect better with my new becoming. So communication is so key. Communication can be not only in speaking and also in things that you do is a way of communicating. True. It's the whole personality, who you are as, a, as an individual. So what was the next milestone from there? I want to go a few milestones to reach where you are today. And I'm oh, very, very absolutely. keen to understand the milestone because uh, a lot of time, uh, so, so one, of the, one of the very important things I want to get out of every episode I do is, you know and I know, 80% of us live a very uh, average uh, nine to five kind of life, not because we couldn't do more, uh, mostly because lack of awareness, lack of environment where we could see things happening and uh, not enough inspiration around us to really come out of our comfort zone and do things. So when I talk to somebody like you, I really want to capture those moments like, oh yeah, I was struggling with that, but then I did that. Like one thing I took out from so far what you have said is when you put big do- goals, you your attention is on there, you're kind of a little bit scared, but you're focused in this, you're not really worried about other things. So that I have taken as one very important aspect. 
don't do don't do just a big goal for the sake of it actually it has a purpose it has an advantage of you get focused Total. automatically yes. focused and excited more though there is a fear but excitement is also more that's why i said don't fear. expect an outcome don't expect yes. just just dive into that goal yeah or as human or as any living being we crave growth and when we can see or feel that we are on a growth path we are happy automatically that's another realization of all oh, totally to. totally so that's so what i decided oh totally in that in that phase i i dived so much into research that's mm-hmm. when i started connecting dots if i am alive how powerful my body system is mm-hmm. is alive and i'm like so i put a lot of interest i changed my whole degree thesis saying like not just the organ level i want to understand but at so the same what was the thought process in terms of goal uh, you had what were you looking because at because i wanted to understand with that the traumatic experience that i went through but mm. still how i survived i wanted to understand and also connecting with the with the dots of okay in my childhood right we were actually leveraging and even today still life saving medications to humans and also to so to animals so i wanted to understand oh wow now there is this how do i say magical medicine or ailment or some power in me that had actually made me survive and obviously the power that is visible that i have seen growing up is medicines right right you know right so and now when i see i am actually pursuing a phd to understand one of the world's most traumatic diseases which is cardiovascular deaths right mm-hmm. heart attacks and mm-hmm. why it's happening and why should i so you no know, i started connecting things mm-hmm. i felt like everything was happening for a reason but i don't know what reason it is but i would rather focus today in what i am doing let me infuse those experiences as ways to really dive better and make my goal of pursuing a phd as a better learning experience combining all of this that's when right. i thought i want to be a better learner mm-hmm. not just pursue many of us pursue degrees oh, i want to get a degree get a job and like that right no mm-hmm. i really wanted to understand mm-hmm. what is this right you know that we are made of and mm-hmm. why these sort of diseases are coming and in that journey i started taking courses this is a beautiful experience i think it's most important which is what we are doing now in real world many of us knowingly are knowing but me now i have a better path why i am a veterinarian in medical field now why i am a non mba in the business world why i am an artificial intelligence evangelist without any sort of it background mm. right so mm. how i became that is because i started actually really immersing myself understanding the making of a human body or an animal body that you can inter- interconnect with so i started taking courses in school of engineering about technologies i started taking courses in the school of medicine about molecular medicine meaning at the level of cell and then and i started taking courses in veterinary medicine about various animal models that you would use in understanding human diseases okay yeah. so and then i started connecting all of this together and designed a program sat with my professor couple of my friends were ahead in the game meaning a year ahead so yeah. not the same concepts but i started being a better listener and a better yeah. observer 
better observer observer yes okay. yeah. otherwise mine was a very peripheral vision and all that but a better observer not mm-hmm. judgment but observe yeah right okay and a learner then you become a better observer you become a better learner right and then of course there are a little bit here and there so you were an undergrad in veterinary then you moved to us you got into phd and because of all the incidents your way of looking at life and the way you want to progress change you became more of a learner you started to look at the microscopic level of our body at cell level you started to look at technology you started to combine together as a researcher and i can see all of those things how it has shaped up who you are today i want to understand again few milestones because while you are doing this research how do you then get into a job and then from there how did you start a company and what triggered you to write your own book more like your biography uh, what triggered you to start a business with the the medical science and uh, ai together so you are one of the top voices in health industry uh, talking about ai then of course you did tedx talk where you shared your opinion on everything is happening Uh, diversity champion and all of those things give me the milestone because i want to i on one side there is a guy or me sitting and doing one thing for 10 15 years and kind of creeping life is not going the way i want and then now you have kind of uh, different approach and then things are moving and you're growing i want to understand was it the environment or uh, where were the ideas coming from so you were taking a step and then the next step and the next step i want a short story out there of the transition from now doing research to doing all of those things working starting a company writing book evangelist all of those things how did these things obviously we have a hard stop in 20 minutes and i'll make sure that indeed i'll cover it <laughs> no pardon me so you know because i i love talking to asan i think we can go for hours and i would love to have some of the audience join next time too and also, <laughs> be, we will yes, do a live one for sure oh definitely so the perception changed for me with this one experiment when when i saw the beautiful making of the cell it actually also changed it made me commit to this profession lifelong there is lifelong learning that's the message that i got it also made me actually that cell became my therapist because mm, that's when i decided that's how beautiful i am inside yeah, that we're all right. connected so my whole mindset started completely shifting you know mm-hmm. what So you know so yeah. I started unveiling the leadership phase that I went through and you know, look I'm like and also the learnings through the research I'm like this is stories these are stories we need to communicate so I started participating quite a bit since my childhood also I did that quite a bit even here in obviously the debates and the competitions but I actually did it in my style so I'm like it's like a storyteller and also what i learned mm. just 10 years ago when i started putting the pieces of puzzle networking communicating and building your circles are very very important aspects when you think it's for good mm. you're not talking mm. anything silly even if somebody judges you despite about that keep talking about your ideas your vision don't be sort of hesitant about that what would my professor think what would my my manager think right what would my colleague or what would my family member think i never hesitated to talk about the ideas and what a magical way wherein when i was debating 6 months before my defense one of the judges who happens to be an alumni from the university of missouri 
works as a vice president for Merck, Merck Sharon Club, top five company. And she saw me in action. And first thing yeah. she said, you're a hell of a storyteller. And I like it. You're a people person. You can motivate so many mm -hmm. people and you can connect so many fields together. That's exactly what I was learning, right? And I'm like, oh my God, how veterinary medicine can bring insights into human medicine, how engineering can bring more value to the medical field, blah, blah, blah. All of this whole STEM applications that we are teaching our kids, which we we honestly don't apply it in real world yeah. as, as adults. I think we should do that more, right? So it's like mm. real and the power of networking. Mm. And she offered me a job six months before my defense. And that was my dream goal, right? To understand mm. how these medicines are made of, because that's where my family was excelling in, say, in leveraging that as a community solution and a life-saving solution for humans. So that first real world mm. accomplishment, me joining as a scientist into a top pharma company, so mm. without even a postdoc, six months before defense was a calling, was a powerful calling because that's also, that was the phase wherein I started appreciating every little milestone. I started putting pieces of the puzzle together. So, you know, right. But if we keep on telling our goal is like, oh, I want to be in top five company for life. No. First thing is appreciate and live the moment of that particular goal. I'm getting there. I will go there. I will learn. So, so basically, and I will learn through that go through that milestone, how I'm able to apply my research knowledge into my professional goal. So where I'm going with this is don't see it as just as a job, mm. right from day zero, that's something wherein I think I'm truly appreciating now as I'm becoming not only as a successful entrepreneur or researcher or an AI champion or a patient advocate, but also that aspect of learning, when you appreciate that, when you acknowledge the fact that you are a lifelong student and you're a lifelong learner, that's a very powerful sort mm. of attitude you're building in you. Yeah. And also you will get to a stage wherein you will master certain aspects. Then the role flips, you become a mentor or a teacher. So you're also constantly that sort of avatars yeah. of a student and a teacher in you will build your circles of where you're mentoring and you're also being mentored. Yeah. So that aspect I started taking. Yeah, it's a beautiful experience Absolutely. at Merck. And I learned quite well about how drugs are designed and developed. Now in today's world, because of COVID, most of us got a very high-level flavor despite the criticism. I think you will really appreciate how much is entailed in development of a drug, right? So that's when, when through that five years of phase, I was exposed to the world of technologies, meaning how a drug works. How a drug works. What are the side effects of the drug? Why does it show a positive effect on certain disease pathway, right? You know, so the research side of me never slept. I never restricted my research to a PhD degree only. I mm. took it into everything that I pursued. In it. And not only you don't need to be in a professional setting, that, yeah. even when you are actually uh, like a common man, right? When you have that mindset, uh, you, you actually build a better perception, that research mindset. Oh, totally. So become the child you're again is what on. you're saying. You're spot on. Life is like Lego blocks. Every time it's a different, beautiful transformation, transformative yeah. outcome, you'll, you'll get it. 
So, you know, so, um, and that's when I pursued the world of technologies. I'm like, so many technologies in understanding patient biology. Cancer, cancer was in, I started putting my, mm-hmm. my first project was in cancer and then a couple projects in neuroscience, Parkinson's disease, couple projects in Alzheimer's disease, cardiovascular diseases. So, so Dr. Kamla, this no, was all in the market itself or you had to change jobs there to are do more these than things? A, one therapeutic area or areas of focus. So one other thing, once again, how I got into so many projects is networking. I want to do this. I want to do that. Networking. I want yeah. to learn about this. There is no question called a dumb question, even if we say it. It's curiosity. Unveil the curious door within you. Yeah. I always yeah. say that, right? So you, we humans mm. are curious. We have, that's, that's the reason why we have so many trillions of cells in the brain. Otherwise, we can be one cellular organism. So imagine that, right? So, <laughs> uh, and then I took yeah. a very big daring step. I think this is very important from professional sort of learning perspective is I left the Fortune 100 company and then said, actually, I'm, I, I left Why? because did you leave? there is only so leave? much, uh, how do I say, sandbox or playing element that you can do within, within many of these people because they have their goals, nothing wrong. You will learn a lot, but then the field of medicine, especially in field of technology, as we are appreciating now, including facial recognition, biometrics, all of this didn't exist 15, 20 years ago. Imagine that. And so technically, the more I was actually learning what we know about how medicines work, the more I was accepting that we don't know a lot. So for me to fulfill the goal, so where I'm going with this is, the goal is not like a set in stone sort of a uh, sort of a stone that is sitting there on the driveway or the walkway. Your goal evolves mm. as you are actually, mm. you know, fulfilling your goal. Your goal becomes more empowered. For me, our goals are like building blocks. The foundational goal will help you to build a pillar. And it's a never-ending pillar of growth and mindset and learning that you do. So... Yeah, so it's kind of, uh, you have a vision which is uh, really big and uh, if you are directionally correct, you are hitting milestone towards that vision and those are your goals. So milestones are gold, but you have a bigger vision and if you are connected with that, you wake up inspired every day because you are connected with a vision. And these goals are, it's, 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 it's keep, uh, as you said, keep becoming bigger and empowered because you have a bigger vision. Which and you'll you, go which to will take you oh, through totally. the end oh, of your life. So, is that, is that the right thing? And you don't need to prove. You don't need to prove. When you have that gut feeling, when you're learning, excelling, you're excelling, but also you're learning about new goals that are interconnecting to your core goal. That's where I would go with that, right? So mm, you don't need to prove to the world or to anybody that indeed, are you distracted? Yes, it's a good distraction. You're actually learning in the distraction, right? So I could be there forever. It, it also depends on your personality too. It might not be for everybody. I'll be very candid, right? That, right? The reason why I entered is technology, meaning one of the key goals that I took away from my role at Merck was, oh, wow, understanding 
the drug, how the drug works, but also understanding how the patient biology is. So that is the field I was in, wherein mm. we were understanding, I am in, not I was in, we are understanding at the cellular level why a cell would go bonkers, uncontrollable growth. Once again, that's a powerful message even for us. We don't want to go through uncontrollable growth. We want to go through mindful growth. Okay? A few months. Our bodies teach us quite a bit. Yeah. There's a lot of spirituality within our body. So he's like, so that's when I realized, okay, yeah. breast cancer has done a lot of advancements. But then one of the projects that I did was brain cancer. And you have seen Joe Biden's, um, I think, a younger son or elder son dying, John McCain dying, many people you know, dying because of cancers. That's like almost end. I mean, it's uh, one of my uh, friends, a guy who used to work for me, it went is. through that. Because we still uh, don't it's know. It's traumatic, the whole family, however. It's like, no, you know, it's no. going to be end. Because we still don't know the biology do of Jesus. For the biology to be unveiled, mm. I, have to, I have to have a fairy tale like scenario wherein I want to be involved in various programs that the industry is designing. Why to restrict only with one pharma was my takeaway. I want to work with 100 other pharma, right? Who are Makes designing sense. 100 <laughs> other drugs, you know, cancer, neuroscience. So, Yeah. So you don't want to be yeah, restricted to an organization. You want it to be in the midst of where things are happening. You want it to be a contributor. You want it to be a learner. You want it to be out totally. there rather than and learn, sitting in learn a corner more and just doing Because that itself the, was a wonderful uh, experience. Uh, but I want to learn more across multiple other types. So I was like, okay, this is the, that how our jobs, our professions are the best uh, sort of teachers. And also they give you that real world experience that can never beat you. Never undermine your experiences. Oh, I worked for so-and-so company for five years. No, explain what you have learned. Learned um, from might be the technical expertise or area of expertise, but also your personality. If I didn't interact internally, and, 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 and every job transition I took was such a positive transition, I never burned bridges. I never burned bridges. I want to learn, mm-hmm. and I want mm-hmm. to move on. And it's a small world. I'm sure we'll interact with each other. Absolutely. One very important thing you shared, and I want to elaborate on that very quickly, is uh, when a professional who's got some tag on his back or her back, like, oh, you are a programmer or you are a manager or whatever, when they look at their experience, their mind is just thinking about that particular roles and responsibility. But what you said, look beyond that. While you were there, you saw things which you did not see before. So you that's a learning, right? You, you know, The company went through some sort of government uh, oh, totally. uh, scrutiny issue. Right, so a lot happened. You might have worked on a small program, but you saw what's happening, how the businesses are impacted, how the oh, governments totally. are thinking. You came to know about the government bodies. You came to know about the power the government could enforce on a company and charge them billion dollars. You learned so much. And if you could add onto your core, uh, the skill to this experience, you are able to share or articulate the experience of that five years rather oh, than no. saying, oh, I just did this for totally, five years. Totally, totally. So I, I and, wanted to and that's when the journey, you said, you yeah. know, it kind of validated when someone, when even while I'm switching, once again, this is very important experience. When I switched from Big Pharma into the technology world where they were doing more trials, right? This company that I went is they would actually lo- launch the clinical trial for pharma companies, okay? 
Oh, this is a very what interesting kind of role you got I'm there as a scientist. Same again. But I was hired into the into the business development team and corporate development team. It was basically it was an industry sort of a recommendation, wherein some because we work with once again the power of networking comes into play here. Very important. Wherein my name was that. put yeah. before. No, once again, it's not a recommendation beautiful. like what we went, we go through in India. No, it doesn't work like this in this country. Absolutely. But she would be yeah. a great person to fit yeah. for a role that you can design based on our strengths. So this is a very powerful journey aspect of my growth yes. in my career. Every role I took, actually it was, they might have posed a role or they might not even post a role. They actually created a role based on, based on my what I can bring today and what I can bring tomorrow. They created a role. Don't hesitate to communicate your thoughts. Some of them might not be actions that you have taken or anybody else have taken, but you, if you really have that out-of-the-box thinking idea, you should communicate about it. So someone saw that visionary sort of aspect, oh my yeah. God, this, this person can contribute to various aspects of growth of today, tomorrow, and day after tomorrow. So there will be people like that, that, that would actually uh, kind of synergize with your thinking process, not only what, six, what experience you have on paper, but also communicate about what, uh, what you want to bring to the job or to the role, not just what, what role you want to pursue, right? As per the expectations of the um, uh, yeah. job description. That's how my journey of really out-of-the-box sort of enabler, enabler you know, started in real world. And even during that role, I realized the power of a test, like the Angelina Jolie test, I say, bracket test. And I realized, oh my God, testing is so much. I want to understand how it's adopted at the community level, meaning how does a doctor order this test? How does a patient get access to this test? Was the missing link in my experience. I had a fabulous experience of clinical trial design, mm. how clinical trials are done. Where I'm going with this is, Every time I'm learning something and I am actually, I will take that as a piece of strength, as a block of strength, building block of strength, but also I will put another block on top mm. of it, a learning mm. block. This is the missing link. And then I would, mm. I would pursue either mm. within that company. Yes. So that cross communication, well, cross collaboration is key. And that's when I pursued a role outside of the company after I fulfilled, once again, never burn bridges. I told to the management, I need to learn this. And this company doesn't have that. And they were like completely understandable. And then I went on to Quest Diagnostics, the top three player in the world. It's the Royal Fortune 100 and Fortune 500 companies. As you know, we need artificial intelligence in certain aspects. Once again, I'm learning a lot even today. Understanding the biology of diseases better. Once again, Wyom is a very good company. If you think about it, falling into that. Now, Biome, we yeah, need to was, adopt this innovation yeah, at the hospital system level. Meaning, if I walk in, electronic medical record system, once my information is put in, can it guide the treatment options? Can it guide the testing options? Can it guide the trial options? Now, without that, most of our innovation will be sitting on a shelf. Right? So, you know, so... So we, do, we, mm. we don't deserve that. So mm. AI has a game-changing opportunity to augment our intelligence, to access our own intelligence, to access is better and to accelerate mm. the intelligence, acceleration. 
right? And then it makes Excellent our rate, humans yeah. mm. really authentic, right? In accessing all of this and in really reaping the benefits of it. And first of all, we have to be audacious enough to accept the fact that we are not really advancing at the rate at which if we are not adopting in real world and understanding in a much larger scale, if a certain innovative solution in the field of medicine and science is really working or not. In the power of data, the power of data, that's what AI gets, mm. right? And then it's auspicious for everybody in the okay. context of healthcare. The more you adopt the innovation driven by AI, that's why I hate to call in AI in healthcare as, how do I say, as artificial, it's not artificial. It's actually creating more purposeful jobs, better jobs, new jobs. And I actually talked about all of this in my TEDx talk, mission-driven jobs. And obviously, these are all profitable. We all right. want to make profit. We all want to take care of our lives, our families. And now I can comprehend what you said. So it's all about having that awareness of, uh, I mean, every moment, if, if we, we can live like we are just unaware of what's happening yes. within in your body and outside, just focus on one thing or just be uh, just perceptually be aware so i'll give you an example a lot of meditations we do uh, when we look at say forehead we we imagine our forehead you yes. can feel the tingling on your forehead always you're the right tingling you're was right. there always no. yeah but what am i why am i feeling yes. now because i'm perceptive now i focused on there i can i can feel it so i i, I was able to relate to that and when we are having that level of awareness then obviously we're and, doing and, and with high, it's, it's high the daily energy as a human, right? Intelligence. By the way, I'm sorry, Yesan, I have a hot stop, but it's great talking to you, you know, being on your podcast. So let's I'm very happy you came on the conversation. And uh, of course, you have a lot of achievement which we could not talk about, but in one line, if I have to summarize uh, Kamala, uh, who grew up in a, a joint family, did well had some setbacks in college and the physical appearance part of it kind of uh, remained with her even when she uh, reached the US, uh, she you know attempted suicide and uh, the trauma that she went through and she had an incident which took her into a different direction saying that no, I'm capable of or I should be doing better to my life and then everything started to shape up. And the big goal thing when you said, I said, now anyway, I'm alive, so let me do big with this life. And everything started to change. And then every other thing that you talked about in terms of networking, you said at least 50 times, networking, networking, networking. If you network right, you will never be applying for no, hundreds no, of jobs no. and getting rejected by a machine. I, <laughs> as a career coach, I say all the time, you don't need to really apply for a job. Only 20% of the good jobs come in totally, the market. 80% totally. are filled through networking, right? And so there's no point in doing that. So I kind of took that in my mind when you said that. Other thing you said is lifelong learning, living with curiosity, sharing it rather than keeping it quiet. All of those things I understood. Plus, I also highlighted a few things. How did you change jobs? So one thing you said, every new job was not totally. a job. It was yes. another new yes. learning experience already you decided. Okay. And I really like that. In fact, I was talking to some people. I, I do my... Uh, career coaching workshop on weekends. So I was saying, if you are going for a job without visualizing how it will prepare you next one, one and a half year as a better you oh, to totally, do even better totally. job, then no, you are just changing job, you're not planning career. Okay, so that kind of connected to me when you said that. And end of it, I, I really admire what you have achieved. So you have, uh, you have connected with 
companies in pharma, in te the, the, the trial testing. Now you are a consultant. You are bringing in the medical science and AI together. You are in multiple boards. Uh, you are the two times TED Talk speaker. The second one is happening, I guess, soon. You author, you are going to write another book. What I would like to do for you is connect with uh, people that sure. I know in technology space. I don't know a lot in the medical space, but I know a lot of people in technology space. I'll connect you uh, with them and see if we can create something across these two oh, United absolutely. States uh, and Australia. Last question before I let you go is, uh, now that you have come very far in the journey, right? but you also acknowledge and appreciate and you're grateful for what happened to you, which you know almost took your life. If you had to go back, uh, say, 20 years, uh, or a teenager or 21-year-old uh, Dr. Kamala, Kamala then, 21-year-old Kamala, one suggestion you would like to give to One her, suggestion. That was the time wherein I was um, going through this whole sort of, you know, battle, right? I think I would become the Gandhiji of, you know, really, you know, of... Uh, telling to, communicating to every human around me, it's okay to go through these battles. It's okay to accept failures. I would rather tell to every human, right starting even from teenagers, accept your failures with grace and learn. You fall, it's okay to fall, but you raise. You have to raise completely, no matter despite how low you fall, because there's a beautiful world out there. Completely uh, agree, Dr. Kamala. Thank you very LinkedIn, much. And what's the Facebook, best way for Twitter, somebody to connect to you? I'm everywhere. <laughs> okay. Yes. <laughs> you right, so you have care, a lovely day, care. Dr. Bye. Kamala, yes, and we'll connect have back soon again. Day. Thank Bye. you so much. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to the Empowering Indian Expats podcast with your host Asan Ali. Hope you got uh, some inspiration from Dr. Kamala's story and learned something valuable that you can apply in your life and career. She shared tons of ideas on building a successful career, networking to collaboration to attitude of curiosity and lifelong learning are some of the ideas that I picked up. Let me know what you got of Dr. Kamala's stories and uh, if you're looking for your next big adventure, either within employment or wanting to transition to entrepreneurship, do connect with me on LinkedIn. I may be able to help you myself or connect you with someone who has already been on the journey you are contemplating right now.